Hi, I'm Gertrude Keesley, and this is Kingdom Consciousness. Jesus said, and this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations, and then shall the end come, Matthews 24, 14. Before Jesus returns to set up his kingdom in its final form, the gospel of the kingdom must be extended throughout the nations of the world. In order to preach the gospel of the kingdom, we as kingdom citizens must understand the kingdom of God. Before we can become custodian to the keys of the kingdom, we must first experience kingdom living. In the past, much emphasis has been placed on the life and ministry of the king of the kingdom jesus christ and rightly so but not enough emphasis has been given to the gospel of the kingdom jesus told the religious leaders of his time ye shut up the kingdom of heaven against men for ye neither go in yourselves neither suffer them that are entering to go in matthew 23 13. It was this gospel of the kingdom that was the central purpose of Christ's life. He began his earthly ministry by declaring the arrival of the kingdom. That's, you can find that in Matthew 4.17. He ended his earthly ministry by speaking of things pertaining to the kingdom, Acts 1 and 3. In between the beginning and ending of his earthly ministry, the emphasis was on the kingdom. Luke 4.43 says, And he said unto them, I must preach the kingdom of God to other cities also, for therefore I am sent. The kingdom of God was the greatest concern of Jesus. His teachings and parables focused on the kingdom. His miracles were a demonstration of the kingdom of God in action. The phrases kingdom of God and kingdom of heaven are used over a hundred times in the books of Matthews, Mark, Luke, and John. We will explore the distinctions between these two. We are told to seek first the kingdom, to pray for it and to preach it. We are told how to enter the kingdom and taught that residency in it requires a new lifestyle. God is equipping his citizens to become kingdom minded so that we can understand the business of the kingdom. We are sons and daughters of the king. Everything about us is royalty, but we must first adopt the mind of Christ in order to understand what that actually means. We cannot have a poverty mindset and expect to grasp the reality of how much God desires for us to prosper. But there is a greater purpose than just understanding kingdom principles. Citizens must go beyond mere knowledge of the kingdom 
to actually experience it and make it the central purpose of our living. So I invite you to come and go with me as we explore this most exciting, interesting, and eye-opening subject. Good morning, Kingdom Consciousness, understanding the Kingdom of God. The Kingdom of God is mentioned through the Old and the New Testaments of the Bible. In fact, the phrase Kingdom of God is used over 70 times in the New Testament with the Gospel of Matthew over 30 times. As a Christian, it's essential to understand the meaning behind this phrase, which is often confusing for many Christians and non-Christians. If someone asks you what the kingdom of God meant, would you know how to answer them? Romans 14, 17 says, for the kingdom of God is not a matter of meat eating and drinking, but of righteousness and peace and joy and the Holy Spirit. From the beginning of Jesus Christ to the begin to begin the kingdom, from the from the coming of Jesus Christ to begin the kingdom, through the whole story of redemptive history and the church, we see a clear picture of the gospel. According to one Bible dictionary, this kingdom of God is mentioned in the scriptures in several different ways throughout the Old and New Testament. He mentions Matthew, Mark, and Luke all refer to the kingdom of Christ. Others refer to the kingdom of heaven. Even though the exact wording differs between Christ, God, and heaven, all scriptures embody the same concept with different aspects. Here are three things that the kingdom of God means. One, it means the rule of Jesus Christ on earth and in heaven. Two, it means the blessing and advantages that flow from living under Christ's rule. And three, it means the subjects of this kingdom or the church. John the Baptist used it often as he called for repent, for the kingdom of God is near. Jesus Christ himself not only said the kingdom of God is near, repent and believe, but he also used it when teaching his disciples how to pray, your kingdom come. And in the Beatitudes, theirs is the kingdom of heaven. That's in Matthew 5 and 3. And it's again in Matthew 5 and 10. At the Last Supper, I will not drink again of the fruit of the vine until that day when I drink it anew in the kingdom of God. That's the reference he made 
in Mark 14.25. Throughout the Gospel of Matthew, Matthew uses the phrase kingdom of heaven when referring to the announcement of the rule of Jesus Christ and the good news of his reign. He does this out of sensitivity to the Jews who avoid mentioning the sacred name of God. The doctrine is the same, and there's no different view or meaning of the kingdom of God versus the kingdom of heaven. Matthew is simply using an indirect phrase that respects the reader. Matthew 7.21 says, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. And again, in Matthew 5 and 3, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Matthew talks about the breakthrough of the kingdom and the arrival of Jesus in his incarnation. He announces the coming of the kingdom at the beginning of Jesus' public ministry. And at the end of the book of Matthew speaks about the final consummation of the coming of that kingdom. So from the first page of Matthew to the last page, we see the unifying theme of the coming of the kingdom of God in the appearance of the king himself, who is the Messiah of Israel and the fulfillment of the kingdom given to Judah. One writer puts it this way, there is no genuine distinction between the kingdom of heaven and the kingdom of God. The two expressions are basically two unique approaches to show the same thing, which was a system of government or a kingdom that is ruled and controlled by God. The authority to rule was given to Jesus Christ by the Father, who is now situated at the right hand of the Father. At an assigned future time, he says, at the hour of Christ's subsequent returning, Christ will then carry this rule from heaven to earth. As such, Christ will reign with the authority and power of God and of heaven. A verse every Christian should commit to memory as we become more kingdom conscious is Matthew 6.33. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. Jesus taught us to pray, your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. This now is praying for a day when God will bring heaven to earth and bring his rule on this planet. God still has a plan for planet Earth. He will rule and reign here. And as believers, we will rule and reign with him. So that is in the future. When we pray and seek the kingdom of God, we are also praying for the rule and reign of the kingdom of God in our lives. This is when Jesus is in charge. On one occasion, Jesus said, for indeed, the kingdom of God is within you. 
where he was speaking of himself. When you are under his lordship and when he is in control of your life, that is the kingdom of God. It is not rules and regulations, but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. In what is commonly referred to as the Lord's Prayer, we are taught to pray not only for God's will to take control in our lives, but also that the saving gospel would spread throughout the earth. We have become a part of God's kingdom when we accept the sacrifice of Jesus Christ and repent. We are then called to be witnesses of Jesus, to tell others about him and that he would remain surrendered to his will and that we would remain surrendered to his will for our lives. Praying for God's kingdom should be our focus as Christians who are conscious of God's kingdom and what it has to offer for a fruitful life and for Jesus to be made known across the earth. The kingdom of heaven drew near to us when God himself came to earth as a man. This is what is meant by John when he said the kingdom of heaven is at hand. He implied that the kingdom of heaven is now available today in the person of the kingdom. The Jewish religious leaders were looking for an actual physical kingdom, not a spiritual one. So one could say that the kingdom of heaven is a reality now in the present. Today, Jesus Christ lives and reigns in the hearts of all believers, yet the kingdom of heaven will not be completely acknowledged until all evil on the planet is judged and eliminated. Christ first came to the earth to live and fulfill the role of a suffering servant. One day, he's going to return as ruler and judge to govern over all the earth. The individuals who come to Christ as Savior and recognize him as their Lord and, con and are converted, they're converted into the realm or the kingdom of the Son. They have a place with Jesus now. Christians have a closer connection with Jesus than that of a subject of an earthly king. God bless you and have a beautiful week.